and welcome to the Summit Church Podcast. We hope today, as you listen to this week's content, that you grow in your faith and in your relationship with God. Connect more with us by going to ardmoresummit.church and remember to love God, love people, and love life. You have your Bibles open with me to the book of Ecclesiastes. We're also going to be looking at 2 Peter. I want to talk to you today about God's timing. God's timing. Something that we talk about in passing very often, and it's a phrase, a catchphrase, a cliche that we often say, it's all in God's time. But I want to talk about that today and what that actually means And I believe that this will be immediately beneficial for some of us. I mean that with all of my heart. I believe that this will be immediately beneficial and impactful um, for a lot of our situations and what we're all going through. Last couple of years has thrown many of us a curveball, amen? Um, In fact, that curveball is still in the air somewhat. (laughs) And I don't know that anybody could have said, well, I saw this all coming exactly the way that it did. And one thing that I have learned in the last couple of years is that I need to trust God in his timing. But let me be very transparent with you. I've been serving the Lord all of my life as far as I can remember, and I'm still in that novice stage of understanding God's timing. I am. And I know that for many of us, we need to talk about this more, what it means to understand God's timing. There's a couple of scriptures up on the, up on the uh, slide. If you would, go to that first slide, if you would. Ecclesiastes 3.11. There's many verses in Ecclesiastes that talk about time, but this was one. This is what it says. He has made everything beautiful in its time. Also, he has put eternity into man's heart, yet so that he cannot find out what God has done from the beginning to the end. In other words, God is working everything out in its right time, and he makes all things happen in the right time. Next slide, if you would. This is what Peter says. Do not overlook this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord, one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. Verse 9, the Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise as some count slowness, but is patient towards you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. To the Lord, one day is like a thousand years. Isn't that a marvelous thought? That God's understanding of time is perfect because he is perfect and he has all knowledge. And today I want to talk about this understanding of time. And no, I'm not just going to simply say, hey, church, um, you know, God's in control. Everybody just breathe deep and just relax. Okay, we're going to be a little more in depth than that. But in a nutshell, I want us to say, church, God's got this. Breathe deep. Relax. Amen? Amen. You all, there's many songs that we have in our culture about time, right? If you look and you wait and you will find me. Okay, there we go. If you fall, I will catch you. I will be waiting. Come on, don't leave me hanging like that. This is good. 
time after time. So many of our, our pieces of our cultural artifacts, our songs, our movies have to do with this fleeting sense of time. And let's be real, if we really think long about it, we realize that time is something that's almost, it's hard for us to even wrap our minds around this thing called time. In fact, um, if you want to get really technical, there is no thing, standalone thing, called time. We, have, we deal with the space-time continuum, and I'll let the mechanical engineers figure all that out. But, but, but it's simply to say that time is something that we sing about, we talk about, we reference a lot, but it's hard to understand time. But the Bible talks about God's understanding of time is greater than ours. In fact, this was the key reason why I wanted to preach this sermon was this. We understand that we are fallen people and we live in relationship to everything in this world to some degree is broken. Our relationship with people will never be perfect. Our relationship to this planet will never be perfect. But the one thing that we don't ever guess about is our understanding with time. We think we have a perfect view of time. But but follow me on this. Since the fall happened, mankind's perception of time has been broken. And we have to learn what it means to get back in tune with the way God wanted us to live. So if you have your sermon notes, I want you to get ready because we're going to be taking some notes today. Put them in your phone, write these down, screenshot them, whatever you got to do. And we're going to learn today about God's timing. If you would uh, go to that next slide, let's talk about point number one. Point number one is this. If you would go to that next slide. Number one is this. God has a time for everything that happens. You need to write that. It sounds so basic, sounds so obvious. You need to write that down. God has a time for everything that happens. Now, theologians and scholars, biblical scholars, have long wrestled with this issue of God's involvement in time. Is he in time? Is he outside of time? Is he both inside and outside of time? There's the whole issue of of Arminianism and Calvinism and Augustinian and Wesleyan and all those views. And here's what I would simply say. I, can, I don't have to understand every single detail of God's involvement in time to simply know that he is sovereign and he is aware of what we go through. I reject this idea that God doesn't know the future. Hear me, church. I reject this idea that, believe it or not, some Christians have, that God actually doesn't know the future. I think that's unbiblical. God knows what tomorrow holds. He knew when you would be born, before you would be born. He knew you before you were in your mother's womb. He knows the moment right now that you will breathe your last breath and everything in between. God is sovereign, and he sees, has complete knowledge of everything that happens. God has a time for everything that happens. Number two, write this down. God's timing is always perfect. And do you want to know what what perfect means in Greek? Here's what it actually means. It means perfect, perfection, without error, complete, whole. God's timing is always perfect. God had the time for you to be born and to live on this earth 
and his timing in that is perfect. Sometimes I kind of wonder what it would have been like to be born in like the 1700s, the 1800s. Anybody ever wonder about that? Yeah, I wonder like what would it be like to be born 100 years from now? Lord, help us if the Lord tarries. It's going to be a crazy time. But, but it's interesting that God has a perfect time for everything. Number three, this is, this is important. Number three, God does not tell us everything in advance. God does not tell us everything in advance. You say, why? Let's get, let's get immediately practical because I know there are some of us who are going through some stuff, even, even during this current season we're in, saying, why doesn't God just tell me? First of all, if he told us everything that was coming, it would scare us to death. Would you walk up to a four-year-old and tell them, you're going to love this thing called taxes, Right? Just wait until you have to work a 40, 50-hour work week. You begin to tell them all those things. And you say, four-year-old's like, I just want a popsicle, right? You can't. God doesn't tell us things specifically in order to prepare us. Another reason why God doesn't tell us everything in advance is because we couldn't understand it. We wouldn't even have perfect knowledge of those things. And then third, he doesn't tell us everything in advance because that is the best way to get us to trust in him. I'm, I'm shocked at what all things people do to try to predict the future. It's amazing. There's all sorts of superstitions out there that people engage in in trying to predict the future. And did you know that in the Bible, God has a strong rebuke against any sort of trying to figure out the future. God clearly does not give us that ability, and he doesn't always tell us things in advance because he wants us to learn to trust him. And the best way to get us to trust him is to not tell, him, tell us everything. Amen? Number four, are you still with me today? God's timing is not always convenient. In fact, let me say this, it rarely is. You see, what we're talking about today is God will often do things in our life that we feel like are too slow. Just God, hurry up here, hurry up, right? And then there's other times when it seems like God is we're going through life, everything's good, and God wants to make an abrupt change. And we're like, whoa, 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 hold up, hold up. And in the Bible, there's all these people that go through those different things. Do you remember Moses? Moses was hesitant. Moses didn't want to move too fast. I think of Gideon in the Bible. They didn't want to go too fast. And God's like, hurry up, come on, right? Any, any of you ever have kids and you're like fixing to go out the door and you're like, I'm already five minutes late. And they're like, and you're like, come on, hurry up. We got places to go. Everybody's looking at somebody right here. Uh, but, but the point is this. There's times when God says to us, what are you waiting for? Come on. But then I think about people in the New Testament like Peter. Peter was ready for revolution. Peter was ready for the Messiah. And he's, I mean, he's ready to go. He's like, Lord, I'll, I'll fight to the death. He even starts swinging a sword in the Garden of Gethsemane. And Jesus is always saying, slow down, dude. Slow down. Relax. I think of David, who was anointed as king. Think about this. He knew what was coming, and yet it took years for that to be fulfilled. He had to spend years learning patience. 
I'm excited about David. We're going to start the series next week, all summer long, looking at the life of David. You see, the point is this. When you look through the Bible, God's timing, although perfect, from our perspective, is rarely ever convenient. And for some of us, we just need to nod our heads and say, you know what? I've been there. I've been there. It seems like, man, if only God would do things when we wanted him to do them. But it doesn't work that way. Next point, are you still with me? Next point is this. God's delays are not necessarily denials. A delay is not a denial. Again, using the parent analogy, forgive me, but if, if my child right before we eat dinner says, I'd like a cookie, and I would say, well, well no, we're about to eat dinner. And then, of course, the waterworks begin. You don't love me. You said no. And, you know, me, I'm like, okay, here you go. But Angela's like, no. Eat your dinner first. The, there are many things in life that God says no to, but it's not a definitive no. It's just a delay. Many things that we feel strongly in our spirit, God's going to do this in my life. And we're just like, why won't it hurry up and happen? But a delay is not necessarily a denial. Think about the, the people that encountered the resurrected Christ. And what does Jesus tell them? He says, Great, you're going to go into the, all the world and preach the gospel, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, commanding them all things to obey that I have said, and I will be with you to the very end of the age. Now you just need to go wait in a room. It was a delay, wasn't it? He gave them their marching orders, but then said, now you need to wait, wait. You see, I'm hammering this point today that God's timing is perfect. It's not always convenient. God's delays are not necessarily denials. And then lastly, write this down. God can do things gradually or instantaneously. You want the truth about God's timing is this. Many times he will move a mountain like that. Many times he will say, start climbing that mountain and I'll be with you. I wish all the problems in my life, everything that I go through, all of the spiritual growth that I have to engage in, I wish it was all instantaneous. Wouldn't that be nice if I read a book and I was just like, yep, got it, I'm good, I'm spiritually grown. No, it's a process. But I am thankful that there are times that God does come through instantaneously. Hear me today, whichever one you struggle more with, you need to be praying for that. I'm cool with the gradual part, but I need to be a little bit more hungry and expecting for the instantaneous part. Maybe you're the opposite, but these are timeless truths about God's involvement in time. Well, let's move on to the next slide, and I want to have a time of prayer uh, this morning, but let's write a few other things down. I want, I want to focus on this, number one. I want to preach this to you this morning. Hear me. God is working in your waiting. He is working in your waiting. He is working during all of the confusion, all of the hardship. When you feel like there's nothing happening, something is indeed happening. Did you know that, that when Jesus was on 
this earth, he did a lot of, of he met a lot of practical needs. And he was, he was doing a lot of things, and the people loved it. But then there were times that they had to track Jesus down. Do you remember that? There are all the, if you read the Gospels, it, there's all these places, I think over 15 times, it says immediately Jesus did this. Immediately Jesus did this. He was a man with purpose. He was a man on a mission. Amen? Immediately he did this. Immediately he did that. When he called the disciples, Matthew chapter 4, immediately they left their nets to follow him. But then there's all these times where they go, uh, where is he? Where is he? He said, I'm, I'm spending time in prayer. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. See, God is working in the waiting, okay? Number two, this is so good. The practical tip for understanding God's timing, you have to balance urgency with endurance. Balance urgency with endurance. This is a principle, regardless of your age, regardless of your background, regardless of how long you've been living for the Lord, that Jesus wants to work out in us, and that is this. We have to simultaneously live with a sense of urgency in life and yet endurance. Uh, how many of us have met people who are a flash in the pan? They're just going all in on something, right? They're like, it could be a new hobby. could be a new interest. And before you know it, it's like they've sold everything they have, and they're putting all their money into that thing, and they're all in. And they're just, man, they're gung-ho about it. They're excited about it. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And then the next thing you know, they're burnt out. What happened? They were urgent, but they didn't understand the principle of longevity endurance. But then there's other people that are, they've got the 20-year plan, right? They look at the stock market every day, Lord help them. They're, they're thinking about these things. They've got a, but there's no sense of urgency. Five days from now might as well be five years from now. And a sense of urgency for the Christian is simply saying, Jesus, I want to live my life right here and right now. Our hearts have been broken this past week from innocent lives taken from this world way too soon. We don't know what the future holds, friends. So we've got to live with a sense of urgency and yet balance that with endurance. This is so true for us, especially for me as a pastor. I think about this often, that I, I, I want to have results right here and right now, but the most important thing for me is to be consistent and to keep going and keep going, amen? What does that look like in your life? How do you balance urgency with endurance? How do you say, this week, I, I want to grow in this area. This week, I want to do this and this. But friends, it's not going to all happen in one week, right? Lastly is this. Do not forget what he's already done. If you want to know Everything you need to know about God's timing, it's this. God rarely tells us the future, but he always points us to the past. He always is pointing us to the past. In fact, when you read the Old Testament, the New Testament, you read the Psalms, you read the prophets, you read everybody, the Gospels, everything, God is always saying this to humans. He's saying, remember, Remember, you know the Ten Commandments, right? Those ten, the, the, the Decalogue, the ten words of, to live by. But it begins with, 
I am the Lord your God who brought you up out of Egypt. Remember what I've done. Remember. I believe with all my heart that if we want to get better in sync with God's timing, we want to live in accordance with His schedule, the best thing we can do is to look at what He's already done. Understand the patterns. Understand the things that He's done in our life in the past, and we'll be able to be in step with Him today. Uh, if there's a musician who'd be able to come uh, here in a moment, I want to pray for, for us and again, I, I, I've not crafted, <laughs> uh, developed this sermon with any one person in mind, but I do know in my heart there's been several people who have said things along the lines of, I just feel like God's about to do something and I just don't know when. I want to pray for you today. I want to pray for us as a church. We're going through a season as a church. Ever since Easter, we've been in an incredible season of, of, of unity and excitement and of hunger. But, but here's the reality. We can't rush it, but we also can't delay. Remember what Pastor Dakota talked about last week? What are you waiting for? Let's go, right? Let's go and let's take this promised land. When God says go, don't delay. Some of you need to hear this word today. Hear me. What are you waiting for? God says go, go, do it. Don't be scared. Don't worry about all the issues. Go. But here's the thing. Don't rush it. If you feel in your spirit, now's not the time. God's telling you no. Don't fight it. He has a perfect time for this. Amen? Hey, thanks again for listening to the Summit Church Podcast. We hope today you enjoyed the content and what God was speaking to you today. Again, we'd love to connect with you more by going to ardmoresummit.church. Join us Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. in Ardmore, Oklahoma at 1725 North Commerce Street. Take care and be blessed.